0: Hello, and welcome back to American Political Paradise. In this episode of American Political Paradise, I will be t- t- uh, informing you about how Nancy Pelosi t- announced her plan, t- her plans to re- seek re-election in 2022. Today, she did. Like I think it was like maybe 4 or 5 p.m. today, she announced it. So, I'm going to play a video, and then I'm going to go over some articles, read some articles, and then analyze it in real time for you, for listeners. So, let's get started here.
1: Hello, it's Nancy. Thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you, our VIPs, our volunteers in politics, and our ongoing engagement for the people. Thank you for being a constant source of new, fresh ideas and political activism to help Democrats deliver and to defend democracy. Thank you for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress, human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants and care for each other. When people ask me, what are the three most important issues facing the Congress? I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children, their health, their education, the housing and economic security of their families, a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive and a world of peace and where they are all welcome and in which they can reach their fulfillment. That is my why, why I am in Congress for the children. This is my story and this is my song. As you hear me say, when you're in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch for the children. In terms of health, my first words on the floor of the house were to fight against HIV AIDS, to fight the disease and discrimination. Working together, we passed the Affordable Care Act, strengthened Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, lower prescription drug prices, and now are fighting COVID with equity. In San Francisco, the climate is not an issue, it is an ethic. Education, the economy and the environment are all part of how we address the climate crisis, creating good paying, green union jobs, affordable housing, clean energy, infrastructure, transportation justice, and education, educating the next generation to succeed in safe schools with 21st century skills. Our safe communities require gun violence prevention, addressing the root causes of crime, and supporting law enforcement with justice in policing. Our vision for a world of peace requires a strong democracy at home, as an example to the world. We are grateful to our men, and women in uniform, veterans and military families, and honor their sacrifice with our insistence on securing voting rights and end to big, dark money in politics, and amplifying the voice of the grassroots. While we've made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. Our democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth, the assault on the U.S. Capitol, and the state-by-state assault on voting rights. This election is crucial. Nothing less is at stake than our democracy. But as we say, we don't agonize, we organize. And that is why I am running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. I would be greatly honored by it. I'm grateful for it. Thank you so much. There is no American.
0: Okay, so let's get to her uh, articles. As soon as I get them uploaded. So, okay. So, Clarice says she will run for reelection in 2022. Uh, according to The Hill, by Christina Marcos and Michael Chanel. Updated uh, the 25th of, of January 2022. 5:31 p.m. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, rapp- announced on Tuesday that she will run for re-election in 2022, quelling or stopping speculation that for now that this this year may be her last year last in Congress. Pelosi, who was first elected to, elected to the House in a 1987 special election, said the U.S. democracy is at risk, which makes the upcoming election crucial. While we've made quote, while we've made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. Under democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth, the assault on U- the US Capitol, and the state by state by state assault assault on phone rights. This election is crucial. Nothing less at is at stake than our democracy. Quote unquote Pelosi said in an announcement video posted to, posted to Twitter, quote, but as we say, we don't agonize, we organize. And this is why I'm running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek, seek your support. I would be greatly honored by it and grateful for it, She unquote, she added. Pelosi's announcement that she will run for re-election comes despite her previous pledge in 2018 that this term that this term will be her last as uh, speaker after leading House Democrats for the last 19 years. With Democrats facing an uphill battle to keep their House Majority after this year's midterm elections, speculation has grown that House Democrats will replace their old guard of leadership. Pelosi House Speaker Pelosi, House Man- Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, and House Majority Whip James, James Clyburn, a Democrat of South Carolina, are all in the 80s. Representative Hakeem Jeffries of New York, the House Democratic Caucus Chairman, is viewed internally as the favorite to see Pelosi as the leader of House Democrats. Quote, if we're, if we're in the minority, one lawmaker told the Hill recently, I can't imagine her wanting to do it. Republicans need to flip only five seats to win the House majority in November's midterm elections. Black, back in October, Pelosi was mum when asked if she would run, run for re-election in 2022. Quote, I do, want to, I do want to ask about your your own future in Congress. Are you going to run for re-election? CNN's Jake Tapper asked in an interview. Quote, I, oh, you think I'm going to make an announcement right here now? Unquote, Pelosi responded. Even if Pelosi ultimately does, does not remain in Congress next year, announcing now that she has officially run for re-election in, 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 ensures that she doesn't have a lame duck status. Doing otherwise would undermine her fundraising pra- prowess. Pelosi has front- raised more than $1 billion dollars for Democrats over the past two decades. While the party is trying to raise as much money as possible during this year's campaign cycle, Pelosi's decision to officially run for re-election this year also postpones any potentially messy Democratic leadership races until after the elections should the party end up replacing its top leaders. So she's been in Congress for more than I think as if I'm correct, for more than 30 years and not to see that as bad or anything but you need I think more and more we we the country realizes that we need new leadership and new new members of Congress Every we need more we need new faces in Congress every five, every like 10 or 15 years because if you just see, keep seeing the same faces in Congress, you think they've been, they've been in Congress for, like, 50 years or for the same amount of time that Joe Biden was in office. And from Congress as a senator to vice president to now president. Even though he was, even now, even though President Biden was out of office from being vice president to president for four years. So it's interesting to say that Pelosi is going to run for, run for re election even though she could ultimately if if a math could if she if if the republicans went back the house she could ultimately she could ultimately uh she could ultimately resign from congress and say you know what i'm done because she may not want to be a min- min- minor- minority leader in the minority because if she's a minority leader she will oppose even Republicans do, even though Republicans will have, will probably have, will have more power at, at, in the House of Representatives over her party, and act in the new session, in the next session, in the next uh, session of Congress the 118th Cong- session of Congress, and when that starts in January of 2023. Which will be interesting because that's going to be at that's going to be not uh, it's going to be like uh, I think two three month two three months after the November elections, so there will probably be a new there will probably be a, a Republican-led majority of the House of Representatives in twenty twenty three in January twenty twenty three, and potentially I think it's it's possible that a a the the Senate, the U.S. Senate would be led by Mitch McConnell and his top leadership, Republican leader, leadership members, because they only have to gain one. They only had to gain one seat from the Democrats in order to to gain the the Senate back into a majority, into a Republican majority controlled majority, which would be interesting because if you think about it, that will actually Divide the government into being a in and what I would call an opposition government against Biden. They can ultimately, they if they pass if Republicans in in both chambers of Congress in, in 2023 ultimately have both chambers of Congress, they can ultimately pass any bill they want, and then Biden can veto it. But they can ultimately override his vetoes. Because that's how Congress runs, if you're not aware of that part. So it'll be interesting, but I ultimately didn't, did not, I mean, I saw this coming, but I was, but if you think about how Post has been an she in 2018, she apparently said that this, her, her, her this current term would be her last uh, as Speaker, then, or even a member of Congress then you th- might be thinking oh why is she running re election it's all because she's afraid of what the republicans will do and she needs to be in congress as long just to make sure that they don't destroy the country in from uh, co- from her mind from what she believes is a she, because any democrat like her and Chuck Schumer and like Jim James Jim Clyburn and Stanley Hoyer and some of the ever de- moderate and progressive Democrats, like the, the Squad, and many of the many of the well-known Democrats in the U.S. Senate and the House Representative, they were tell you that Republicans are a threat to democracy because of what Republicans and again, and some Republican-led states have done with photo with voting with photo with photo ID and photo and voter voting rights laws, but they passed, like Texas, Mississippi, probably, and Florida, I'm pretty sure, especially Texas, Alabama, and I believe it was Alabama, no, maybe it was Georgia, Texas, Georgia, and Florida have all passed election authority rights bills that allow for, that enforce, but but that gets rid of certain parts, like but gets rid of like drop mailing mailing ballots, dropping boxes and other aspects. But I'll just talk about that in a separate episode. So I think that's what Democrats' mindset is when they are saying that Republicans are a threat to democracy. When they say that because they pro- they really do believe it in their minds. But like Republicans because they because Republicans passed all these strict voting rights bills enhanced voting and voting, how you can vote and what you can do outside of a voting, voting place and outside of a board of elections place where you can vote and everything and voting locations. So it's interesting because Pelosi has been in Congress as long as, like, I think maybe not as long as Biden was in, was in Congress, but maybe just about the same time frame. And it wasn't surprising to me here that she was going to re- run for reelection because she is ultimately the person that they are afraid that when she when she uh, retires from Congress, they're afraid of what will happen with Democrats in the, in the House of Representatives, even the next time, even if for for when the next time that Democrats in House of Representatives do get do get the, have majority. After 2023, potentially, if Republicans uh, win back the House majority in, during this year's midterms, which is likely. So it's not hard to say anything about our Democrats, but it's if and when Pelosi retires from Congress, who's going to take it over? Which for saying he came Jeffries and I think it's Representative Catherine Clark. I think it's one of the other names that they're proposing to take over for House leaders. House to become a potential House speaker when Pelosi leaves, even if she were to be during this next session of Congress or any 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 time in the future to be a minority leader, a minority of House representatives, or even as a potential. Majority leader or any of the majority, of minority leadership positions in future. So it's interesting to think about how, when, if, and when the Pelosi leaves, who will be the next? Who will be next type of Pelosi leader? Because she's been Congress for at least thirty or more. She's been a she's uh, served eighteen terms. This will be her, when she finishes first current term as a House. Representative, House Representative, House of Representatives, as a House Representative, it, she will have served, I think, for eighteen term, eighteen terms. And, you know, t- as a House member, you serve every two years, you get reelected. But she's been in Congress since nineteen eighty seven, because of a special election that someone resigned or some I forget, but I will have to look that up. I think I talked about it in her biography of of Nancy Pelosi, that I did like last year. So it's interesting to think about that, and in a way that if you think about how lot like there's at least twenty eight lawmakers, GOP and Democrat, Demo- Democrat, Democrats that are retiring, or they're seeking a diff another position in Congress or in the state the state or governor or a different type of race political political race from within the state that are leaving Congress to pursue a different position or they're just leaving Congress period. So it's interesting to think about that because if Republicans pick up can pick up for, for the the uh seats of the the seats within the various states that where there are certain Democrats that and Republicans that are leaving, then that would be great because they can actually have a big majority during next year next year's during next year's uh, session of Congress and for the next couple of years or Congress until the Democrats will get the majority back in probably 2025 potentially or 2028 20 maybe who knows? So it's interesting to think about that, and that's why I put I say that this is just temporary until the next midterm elections. Within that will be after the next presidential election. So, but this is a spe- this is interesting time in politics because of how you think about it, Nancy Pelosi has been in Congress for a long time. She's been in Congress s- since 1987 because of a, of a special election that, uh, that helped her. That helped elect her elect elect her to Congress. So you think about that. There's other theories about why she she's not running. But I would say it's because she feels, but because of a cap of a generous instruction and other stuff going on right now, she feels as if without her, Congress would be would be weak and probably weak and probably uh. On um, Congress will not be Congress. She would think she probably thinks is would be on will probably be like not weak weak and just un un weak not un weak undoable. But Congress will be not the same without her, and she's just not sure when that time comes. But she probably needs to eventually talk to the other younger members of the dep- ever. The younger Democrats and the House representatives, and see who will be the be, will be best to take over for her when she's when her and Stanley Hoyer and James or James Clyburn. James Clyburn retire because they're all plus Stanley Horr and Majority House Majority Whip James Clyburn of South Carolina. They're all in the 80s. Think about that. Because they're all older than Biden. Biden's I right know, is like 78 or 79. And when Biden gets out of office, he'll be 82. Or even older. If he, if he, if Biden is re-elected in 2024. So, it's just interesting to think about that aspect of it. And that's why I think it's interesting that she's running for re-election. Because it signifies that she's not ready to give up being a a member of Congress in being a, a a big part of of a Democrat a Democratic Party in Congress and, and the, as part of government government. Because when she gives up that when she resigns and says, you know what, I'm I'm done with Congress. I'm gonna move on to being a part of a of the private of I'm gonna be part of the private. I'm going to be going back to having a private life and not being part of a celebrity within the government or a member of Congress or whatever, however you say it, I still think that is when she can put down her gavel as House Speaker or even a Minority Leader if she were to be that part after this year's going into that being, uh, possibly being Minority Leader after this year's elections, so it's just I think it's going to be an interesting next, interesting next two or three years with her after this year's elections because it's guaranteed that she's going to, that she's going to lose for speakership, the House speaker speakers. Spe- she's going to lose being the speaker speaker of the House position because Kevin McCarthy or Steve Scalise will get it more likely. They're going to. Them two men are gonna, unless Elise Stefanik were to step up and were to beg Kevin McCarthy to allow her to become the House Speaker in 2023. And uh, instead of Kevin McCarthy, maybe Kevin McCarthy would be House, what do you call it, House Majority Leader, which is the second highest position in in the House of Representatives after speak House Speaker, which is interesting to think about that, but I'm just not sure, I'm just not yet sure how Nancy Pelosi, after this year's midterms, will, how she will handle herself being a a part of a minority party because it's guaranteed the Republicans will, will gain more than five seats in the House of Representatives and they will get their, uh, we gain the, the the majority back in the House representatives, and it will be probably be a divided government against Biden. So that's why I think it's interesting in all in the, this this aspect of how Nancy Pelosi and many more Democrats are not ready to get not get ready to like leave Congress and They're not ready for, yet for Republicans to control Congress, and that it's going to happen. During this, year, during this year's midterm ele- midterms, midterm elections in the U.S. So, I think that's where it is right now. And we're, we're coming, like, I think it's only 10 months away. So, what, this is last week of, I think this week or next week is the last week. is the end of January. So, it's coming sooner and sooner. And then uh... The midterms are coming soon, faster than you can think, even though it's going to be in November. But in May, there's going to be all kinds of U.S. Senate, U.S. U.S. House Representative primaries. It's going to be all kinds of government, uh, political primaries across across all the U.S., like Hawaii and Alaska and all the states, for, for like especially for U.S. Senate seats. Primaries and U.S. U.S. House of Representatives seats that uh that where Democrats or Republicans are uh, retiring or leaving Congress or going for a different position like being a Senate being a U.S. Senator. In the case of Val Demings in Florida, where she's get where she's resigning from Congress, or she's and she's trying to buy she's trying to get she's uh trying to. She's running against Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio, a Republican, he was representing he was a Republican senator in the US Senate representing representing Florida. Because the other senator, Rick Scott, is also a Republican senator in Florida. So that's where it comes in with, with this election, where the primary gonna be in the primaries in this May are gonna be interesting to see who wins the primary and then who goes on to the election to get elected. But, gonna be interesting, I don't think there's any of the candidates fine for the U.S. Senate seat for Marco or Senate seat besides Demons. Demings and a Democrat as a Democrat. And, I think it's just Marco Rubio and Phil Demings. So, we'll see if that what happens with that Senate seat in Ohio and Pennsylvania and New Mexico, I think, and I think I think where some of what Senate, interesting Senate seats are, but uh, Arizona, I believe. I think North, uh, North Carolina, I believe. There's gonna be a lot of interesting, uh, U.S. Senate seats and House representative seats coming up. that uh, are gonna be interesting to watch for sent during this midterm elections, during this year's midterm elections. So I think that's where we are as party. I think it's uh, it's gonna be it, it certainly is a plucker uh political party or plucker like it's like a plucker Super Bowl to watch Nancy Pelosi survive these last this year and next year and until like until twenty twenty four when she'll be when she probably might could be when she might run uh resign from Congress after being in Congress for two in two years for uh with a Republican led majority, more than likely. So that is all for today's episode. I strongly re- recommend if you enjoy this episode, please h- hit the subscribe button. And if you really like this podcast, then please uh, go on to app app podcast and leave a review for for of this podcast for this of this podcast or for this podcast and, and make sure you always keep up to date with the podcast with these with this making political Paradise episodes and until then keep up with, with the political stories as you feel free to and don't forget this podcast is all about hating for truth at its fine at its core and always giving you the hard hit analyst plugger analyst of of the top and trending plugger stories and controversies as i feel that the the biggest stories out there are so thank you blessing and have a great day